episode 16 of Stakes is High, the Black Nerd Podcast. You know who this is by now, but if you don't know, now you know. I am at, I'm Troy Hunter, at Tall Black Guy on all the Twitters and the Tumblers and all that. I'm your boy Terry Gann, at Doc Midnight, at Third Coast Comics, 3RD Coast Comics, Dread October. I am here. We're going to talk about some things. Some things, because it's been a long time. It's been a while. It's been a long time. This will probably be the last time we hit y'all in 2016. 2016 has been a dumpster fire, and that's putting it mildly. Um, there's some dumpster fires. There's some insulted. dumpster fires. They're insulted that we are using 2016 <laughs> I mean, as a barometer right now. Because dumpster fire. True that. Um, all right, but let's start with, we, 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 we bought some positivity, though. Let's start with some positivity. Stuff we like. All right. So... I'm actually really enjoying this show that I'm pretty sure it's only an episode. It's on episode eight now. It airs on NBC called Timeless. It's this a uh, time travel show where basically a group of three time travelers are chasing this other cat through time who has a better time machine than them, and he's trying to change history, and they're trying to stop him from changing history, but they're really bad at it. <laughs> so something always changes, or no matter what, it's like they've just written it into the story. You can't stop a dude from making little changes when he wants to. A big fucking changes. So. They go, my man goes back in time to do a thing, and they don't know why he's going back there. They don't, they're just following him, chasing him. So they got like, they got the prototype time machine, he's got the new hot shit. And when he goes back, it's like, he, he goes back to when the Hindenburg is crashing, but they're like, well, the Hindenburg crashed. Does he want to stop it from crashing? What's the deal? It turns out maybe he actually still wants it to crash, but he wants to make sure somebody on it, like, survives or something, okay. like, something like that. You know, it's things. Okay. He's got a plan, they don't know what it is. And they, they do the thing where, you know, in a lot of sci-fi shit, you know, there's always a brother in the crew, and it's like we just, we're supposed to, like, ignore the fact that, like, you know, dude, he isn't aware of the problems with being a brother in time travel, <laughs> but this dude is very aware of it, and he's, like, hyper aware of it. He's like, no, I don't want to pilot this thing. I can't go any back further. I can't go back any further than, like, 1979. Like, right. what? That's ridiculous. Now, th- there are... The writing in this show, at times, completely falls on its face. Every episode is not hot shit. Okay. The, 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 the interplay between the three main characters is what I like. And I like the way they treat kind of, you have to be sympathetic towards the villain of the show. Okay. Because for whatever reason he's doing it, he's not actually going to destroy the world plan. Okay. Right? He's on a, you, you have to kind of figure out who the villain actually might be. And if our heroes are being manipulated, okay. if they don't have all the information, how do they stop the dude they're trying to stop? Like, it's that kind of thing. Okay. And they all themselves have a reason to, to want to have also changed history or to affect it. Okay. Right? Like, the way these things come up over the course of the season have been pretty cool. So I've, I've actually enjoyed it. I watched, like, you know, I caught up on three episodes this morning. So I'm totally into this. I mean, normally what I'm watching is like all the, the, the CW shows, you know, like Supergirl, Arrow, Flash. Those have all been okay this year. Right, right. Legends of Tomorrow is still a fucking hot mess. But in, in, the, in the face of all those other shows on the CW, it's not the worst thing in the world. Right. Right? You just, you know by the time you get to the end of the week, that's going to be, that show will make no fucking sense. Right? And we're just going to roll with it because Monday we get Supergirl again. Right? It's that kind of thing for me. Like, I'm, I'm completely just being like, no, Legends, what the, f- oh shit. Last season, I just I left you alone for your last four seasons, episodes, or whatever, you know. Now I'm kind of like, all right, I'm going to watch all these episodes. But you better, damn, you are so glad that all these other shows are on this network. Because otherwise, fuck you, you know. We wouldn't be fucking with you, but your boys are cool. Right. Okay. Okay. Legends of the World became that. Okay, because I wonder, like, why are you even wasting your time 
with the bullshit, but you know your boys are cool, so they, I'm just fucking with you. You know what they did in a way? The, the thing that man, I hate to say, I don't know how many shows I've ever had this happen where the lead character's kind of the problem, <laughs> right? Like you can't if you can't believe in the dude who the show's about, and you don't give a shit about his mission. What's everybody else there for? Right. Now, never mind. How, I, I heard that about like Daredevil and Flash and whatnot. Like, that's people start. The giving Flash shit about has been it. awesome. I've had no problems with the Flash, other than like if Barry Allen is doing a thing, it's probably if Barry has an idea, it's probably a bad idea. But he's the one with the superpowers, right? So like, in the end, he'll just do something sometimes and be like, "Oh shit, Barry, why'd you do that?" I don't know. It just seemed like a good idea at the time. Well, now now look at what happened, Barry. Now look what happened. You erase people out of existence, Barry. Fuck. Maybe I can fix it. No, Barry, don't fix it. Right? That's kind of how that is, you know? Okay. But, like, on Daredevil, it it is kind of like Legends of Tomorrow in that the difference, the only difference is that people give Marvel shows with bad writing a whole lot of rope. Right? Nobody wants to call out any of these Marvel Netflix shows for having bad anything. And there's some spots with Luke Cage. They let you down. if you When you really think about it, they let you down. Somewhere in there... They, I'm not going to say it's, it's pulled they, to writing. They, no. they changed horses in the middle of the stream, which you just don't do. And I think that in the end, the show wins out. But that moment where everybody's watched it by now, the decision <laughs> to kill Cottonmouth yeah. and give you this fucking evil half-brother motherfucker, <laughs> that's a bad idea, right? It, it felt to me like it happened because the writers couldn't figure out how Luke Cage can be hurt that's an important thing, right? It's like the Superman argument. We don't right. like Superman because nothing hurts him, right? Yeah, but if you're a writer, write the shit. So we have to deal with the fact that my man's invulnerable, but he's not omnipotent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you came up with fucking super bullets. So, well, now it defeats the fucking purpose of his powers, <laughs> right? And you killed the one dude smart enough to give him fits to the whole fucking show, right? To give us... Okay. Right, right. To give, to predator give hunter us, type motherfucker. Like, I, I mean, he gave us basically Bill Duke. Like, you know, I, I didn't, I wouldn't, I don't understand that. I, I, get, I get it. Yeah. I Method mean, Man saved that show, in my opinion. Oh, just the one episode? Mm-hmm. I rewound that like four or five times. Method Man saved the show. That was great. But Daredevil has that problem where Matt Murdock is not interesting. And there's nothing you, every time Matt Murdock is opening his mouth, you want him to just put the costume on and go fight somebody. Stop talking because every time he's talking, he is not. He does not make himself more interesting than Foggy. He's not more interesting than Karen Page. He wasn't more interesting than Kingpin. He's not more interesting than the blind dude who taught him kung fu. Like Matt Murdock, not interesting. Rip Hunter in Legend of Tomorrow, not interesting. And whatever is, is why he's traveling through time, who who cares? Everything related to the Time Masters was ass, right? They replaced that dude with an archaeologist cat, a history teacher dude who basically he steal, a uh, citizen steal from the comics. That dude's entertaining, right? They threw a vixen in, they made her like a 1940s character, a member of the JSA, threw her in there, she's entertaining. You know, Firestorm, Martin Stein, and, and Jax, they're still a hot mess. Everybody else on this show has actually stepped up their game a little bit, right? But switching out Rip Hunter for Citizen Steel, great move. It actually has made the show a little more palatable, even though you know yeah, okay, it's like, I don't know, maybe you guys should have that one more sandwich before you start writing because you motherfuckers are writing like you need a Snickers. Like, you just, like something, you're missing something and you just ain't got time to figure it out. But Supergirl comes up Monday, maybe they'll save us. Now they did this crossover this week, which was 
a Supergirl, Flash, Green Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow four-way crossover event that I'm going to give a strong C+. Because you could tell at times they had to write someone out of the story so that because the writers couldn't figure out how to have them be involved and still have the shit be challenging. Like, you know, Green Arrow's having to ask Supergirl to not come on a mission because he doesn't trust aliens. Like, what? What you mean you don't trust aliens? Motherfucker, like, she's wearing a costume fighting with you, you know? Technically, just because you know she's from another planet shouldn't be the part that disturbs you. You're fighting aliens now. She's on your side. She's from another dimension, right? That doesn't bother you, fucking parallel universes, Arrow Man. Fuck you. Like you, you got a problem with her because she actually was just born on another planet. That's just stupid. Like superheroes and superpowers are a thing that now exists. I don't get somebody being like, well, when I first started, I just had arrows, then I fought dudes with guns, then I found out there's people who have powers, and now I got to deal with the fact that some of them come from space. I don't know. That's some whiny ass bullshit. So yeah, shit like that. Okay. Like I, that, that wasn't worth it. Okay. You know. Okay. Yeah. That's, my TV is mad simple, but I, and I also discovered the joy of Skyrim again. I'm back. I'm back. Did to you Skyrim. ever leave it? Yeah. Well, like kind of like during the summer, like I, I, I hit this period like in in, in like kind of July, August, September, where I kind of got stuck a little bit. Not like on a quest I couldn't finish or nothing, but like I was kind of rudderless. Like I didn't know what to do, what I wanted to do next. Like you know, like kind of man in a game where you could do anything. Do you want to do anything? I just fucking started like, man, I don't know. So I tried to play some other games and then got mad at those games. It was like, Skyrim, I'm back, baby. You know, I'm, I'm home. Daddy's home. You know, let me back in. You know, came back in. I brought like. Didn't change the locks on you? Didn't change the locks, man. I came in. I brought Ripple and like chicken wings and shit. And like, me and Skyrim had a conversation. We good again. I'm good still, again. there's still some points where I'm like, how the fuck do you do this? You know, in some cases. But I decided that one of the ways that I would like kind of like really let it get back into my bones is I wouldn't fast travel anywhere, right? So you're actually just walking everywhere. I would just run everywhere, therefore fight whatever the hell. Like I was like, you know, Skyrim has this thing where when you get a skill to 100, you get to like make it legendary, take all the perk points and put them in other shit. Yeah. So I was looking at what I was closest to 100 in and then trying to use that thing as much as possible. Right, okay. I think I fucked up though. Because one of the, the things that got to 100 was my light armor skill. And I was like, oh, bet. Okay, I'll put all these perk points into some other shit. Then I got into a fight this morning. And it's fucking like Forsworn Ravager dudes beating my ass. And I was like, wait, but I'm like 59th level. What's happening? Then I looked at my armor and I was like, oh, shit. I had like 600 points in armor and shit. Now because I took all the fucking perk points out, my armor's down to like 123 points. They're fucking killing my ass. Now let me get the hell up out of this fight and go make some potions. <laughs> Nah, I was like, nah, fuck that. Let me just get some heavy armor. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's shit like that that I don't mind. I don't mind, like, you know, figuring something out like that. I decided, you know, I was running, playing this character, and I was like, my character's a good guy. I'm not going to join the Thieves Guild. And I was like, shit, that's a whole city I can't really do shit in. Fuck it, I'm going to join the Thieves Guild. My wife walked in the room and was like, I thought you hated that city. You got to be a thief in that city. I was like, I tried to get out. I, I tried to avoid it. I'm, I'm back. I'm, shit, I guess I'm going to be a thief. I've been everything else. You know, I've been a wizard. I've been a soldier for hire. I've been a thane. I didn't give me shit to do. You know? Now I'm going to be a thief, goddamn. That's what it takes to do what I got to do. Skyrim. All right. Bet. For life. For life. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. All right, then. Holler if you hear me. All right, then. I'm somebody holler. I'm sure somebody holler. <laughs> I'm sure somebody going to holler at you. Luke, go by Skyrim. 
<laughs> or the Xbox. Anyway, all right, yo, okay. Um, stuff I enjoyed, I was able to see Hamilton um, here in Chicago um, earlier this week. And the shit was great. She was great. It was awesome. Um, but it got me thinking, and I was all, because I really, my, my brain can't leave, you know, good enough alone. Sure. Um, I was thinking about um, the Hamilton we had was an Asian dude. Um, and um, the cast, you know, um, he was an understudy. Uh, he did our performance. Um, knocked it out of the park. Shit was great. Okay. Thing was, is that, so I'm thinking after the show and everything, like, you know, all the shit um, Lin Manuel Miranda went through to get the shit done, um, all the people he employed. I remember the casting call for Chicago was like, yo, we want uh, uh, Latino, black, Asian people to to apply and, and, and you know, and, and come down. And Didn't people like, lose their shit? Like, so there was, like, no white people were allowed to be in the cast or some shit like that? Yeah, basically. Okay, all right, all right. So, you know, then you had white people mad that, oh, no. I remember that. All right. Oh, no's. And I thought about, you know, all this meritocracy shit that's been popping off since I remember, like, the, the notion that the best is going to win out. Yeah. But we all know, for whatever reason, the best, if the best is a certain proclivity, yeah. the best doesn't get a shot. Um, you know, you have the Negro Leagues because the best can't have a shot. You have to sit over there. And, and I also think that when we talk about meritocracies and, you know, if the best is going to be the best, will the best rise up? I think that we also sometimes have to talk about, like, every, all meritocracies are not created equal. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, the reason why in, in the case of, say, Hamilton or, or, or an act of art like Hamilton, somebody has to say, you know, hey, I want, we're looking for Asian, black, Latino actors and actresses or whatever and, and, and musicians. But the reason you have to say that shit is because you know that there's a certain kind of flavor you're looking for in terms of the actual material, right? If, if someone's casting friends and they, they, happen to, they happen to cast all white people and never a black person graces the screen, I'm not horribly actually offended by that right. because I know somewhere out there I could find a black friends, right? If I were looking for one, if I were looking, if I got a but but if friends had said no black people need apply, right? Now we would in fact have a problem. I don't think Hamilton, the the casters of Hamilton were ever saying white people need not apply. I think specifically though they were trying to build a diverse and and deeply ethnic cast. With a love, with a connection to the, with to, a connection, a connection to, to like the style. Yeah, you know to, what I'm saying. To what you know, what he wrote the thing for. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. were there any white cast members of him? I think King George was. All right, there. I think that was the only guy. Look at that. All right, there's like it's like we it's as if we went to South Shore and we made Hamilton from people walking down a damn block. That there is representative, I would say, of the neighborhood I grew up. In. Right, and that's fine. But the the point that these people were making was the fact that, well. It's still it's still some undercover kind of racial shit where, well, the best people available can't just all be black though. They can't all just be Latino or Asian or whatever. You know, surely the best includes some white people, and you get stuck because now you're trying to defend some art that you say I want to be I want to be diverse because. The rest of you won't do it. Right. You won't do it. 
you won't look for, you know, hey, I want a black person to play this thing. In fact, nope. if you, when you're doing like some, like, like, specifically Hamilton makes sense though, because we're talking about like hip hop American history, right? So are you, are we gonna wait for white folks to come along and do like hip hop American history? Are we gonna wait for like, you know, white folks to come around and give me the hip hop Cold War space race? Yes. Are we gonna wait for that? Like, I mean, if somebody thinks of doing it and Lin-Manuel Miranda thought about doing it, if he thinks about doing it and, and, and there's a vision he has for that thing, well, Generally, if we're going to tell a story about Alexander Hamilton, it's going to be full of white people. So Generally, And, and yeah. likely, I can see somebody doing like the Trans-Siberian Orchestra version of Hamilton. You know? It won't be Hamilton. It won't be Hamilton. But they ain't going to be like, you know, well, because we know the, the best are going to be white. We can only use white folks, but for sure, like, they ain't going to be like, you know, we need, we need, I, I want 30% blacks and I want, you know, 10% Asians. They ain't going to think about it that way. But they may not, but we're back to the beginning again right. where the default is... Yo, we want the best people, but we, you know, you don't have that look. I mean, they were mad dudes with dreads yeah. playing in this thing. Like, and I know they went to some other Broadway show, all yeah. Broadway show, with like, you know, maybe they could sing their ass, they could sing their asses off. Right. Now you don't have a look. Right. Well, what exactly is the look? Right. Oh, look, you know, all American 1950s, you know, quarterback with the Letterman jacket. But, you know, I got dreads, like I'm six foot two. Yeah. I'm not the skinniest dude in the I can, world. I can play the part. Remember, this is there's still some element of make believe. Like motherfuckers in the audience are actually being transported back to 1962. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> the but, theater is not an actual time machine. Right. You know what you're looking at is the state, and it goes back to the point of who can you empathize with. Over the point, over the course of this thing, you know, you you're empathizing, you're understanding, you know, Hamilton's thing, and like all these characters yeah. in this world, in in this historical world. But the thought being that when he first did it. It's like, I don't know if people are going to empathize with a black dude playing, you know, a founding father. I don't know. But I'm going to do it my way. I think, yeah, it comes out of, I don't know, but I don't really care. Like, you have to do But this. somebody had to care for it to get made. Yeah, and that was, and, and that's, and that was, the, that yeah. was one of the things that I, my brain kind of went on because I remember all of, you know, and we all grew up with people who, you know, were on some hot shit, like, you know, um, people who were mathematicians, people who were good at things, yeah. but they did not get a shot yeah. because of their proclivities or, or had to like, or, or had to make a shot because every time they went to like get somebody to step up with them and like, you know, do a thing, it was, there was always one step forward, two steps back. So I know cats, brothers now who are like deep in what they do and they're awesome at what they do. Like Chris, my boy, Chris Adams from Impact Studios, went to high school with this cat. Chris Adams is a dope fucking like, you know, filmmaker and, 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 and effects dude, like, when, when you want something done in a, in a high quality video kind of feel, like, when you want something impactful, the man shit's Impact Studios. When you, Chris Adams is a dude that hip hop goes to, right? When they want that shit to come leaping out of the screen at you, Chris has been doing this for, I mean, we were in high school in the 80s, this man was visionary back then, and I know through the course of his career, that there were times in which he had to be like, all right, I got to ride it till the wheels fall off because I can't walk into, you know, Bank X yeah. and have them just chuck money at me because I'm, I know I'm dope. They know I'm dope, right? It ain't going to be that way, right? You got to go bust your ass. So he's busting his ass. He's been busting his ass. But that the difference between I got to go bust my ass because of what I got to do versus I'm going to take this business plan in there and this will work for me. That doesn't work that way for everybody. And you know, given what we're talking about here, right? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work that way for brothers for damn sure. Like, in, in general, it seems in to general. not. It right. seems to not. So, like, 
all meritocracies therefore can't possibly be created equal. Like you're looking for the best, then you're looking for the best. But if I say, if I want to say, listen, man, my goal is to make the Wizard of Oz, but I want to make the Wizard of Oz from the standpoint of like Black America, right? I don't want to hear somebody coming to me and saying the Wiz is so racist. Like there were no white people in it. What, 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 what would happen Which if white people made the Wiz? I know. I saw this <laughs> recently because I watched the Wiz a couple weeks ago here at the shop. We threw it up here on the big screen because we were talking about the Wiz and me and Betsy and Mike. We the Wiz was fucking on, right? Like I threw it up there. Let's watch it. It was the weirdest bootleg. Everybody's heads was cut off and shit. <laughs> it, was, it was very much like it was the Wiz, right? But like when when you read the comment, like what would black people think if white people made the Wiz? It's like. The hell you talking about? <laughs> the entirety of the history of American cinema, for the most part, is white, right? The reason you're making a black Wizard of Oz is because even if a black dude had written the Wizard of Oz, the film would have been made by white people, right? Like that is also part of our Starring, history. Starring, composed, yeah. So <laughs> sometimes, sometimes brothers are like, "Man, I'm gonna make me some original shit. Let's just do it." Great. And sometimes brothers are like, "You know." That, that we grew up with this thing, but what if it was like a thing done by brothers and, 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 and like, you know, other like cats? Like, I grew up in a neighborhood that was mostly black, right? But like, just up the road were a shit ton of Latino cats, and just up the road the other way were a bunch of Asian cats, and just up the road over this way was the University of Chicago, right? Like, in that grouping of four square miles, if cats got together and was like, you know what, man. Yeah, let's let's make let's make fucking Robin Hood or Zorro or Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, right? But the hip hop version of that shit, you can come out with something dope as fuck, and there'll be people who will say, "Yeah, but 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 you blacks did it for you blacks." Yes, because Hollywood, <laughs> you know, we didn't. No one took anything from you. No, right? They just didn't ask you for shit. You know, and I think that's that thing. Like I keep saying that people, a lot of times I'm catching the white cats mad as fuck about something, and it really boils down to white men hate being told no. So sometimes I think white people in general. I mean, it might be, it might be that we could expand that to it's, white it's, people. It's, it's 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 a cultural thing where if you are the dominant culture, being told you cannot do something leads to a response. But in this case of in my example here, and, and right, white, in my example here. White women are also saying to these white men, no, right? And getting a hell of a lot of fucking pushback on that. So I'm going to go with white men hate being okay. told no. Okay. Like, um, if we're talking about the theater, a lot of times it's going to be women who are like, where are the white dudes in Hamilton? Because I'm going to just, I, I just have this innate feeling more women give a fuck about the theater than dudes do. It's just a feeling I have. I have no empirical evidence to support my theory. Okay. You know, it's the theater. I'm, I'm gonna let you run in that, but yeah. I know that happens. Yeah. But but meanwhile, the New York Times has like dude has had dude theater reviewers for like the past sixty years. Yeah, because dudes love telling motherfuckers <laughs> what to think, right? Dudes love man a dude to tell a motherfucker where he shouldn't shouldn't spend his money in a New York minute, right? Literally. <laughs> right. I mean, never mind the fuck who actually goes and buys a damn ticket. Never mind who's keeping the culture going, right? Men love telling other motherfuckers what's what. You know? Reviewers, shit, if you open up the newspaper tomorrow and look at who's doing movie reviews, how many women you gonna find? Like, women don't got opinions. <laughs> Let a woman start voicing a fucking opinion about comics on the internet. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we've, 
Yeah, we've been through that. <laughs> there we go. We've 2016. Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Shit, women got to start living in fucking tents and shit so they can pack that shit up when motherfuckers want to post their addresses to the internet. You know? Oh, you have an opinion about, about this new Star Wars movie? That's fantastic. Can I see your tits? No? Here's your address for all the world to see. Come on now. Get it together, people with testicles. Or right. not. Or not. All right, what else we like? Shit, man. Um, I think I decided today on like a weird sort of spur of the moment thing that we're going to do a thing in 2017 that you are not aware we're going to do, but we're actually going to get this done. You and I are going to record a hip-hop album. <laughs> and it won't be whack. And we won't be whack because be that's... Because we don't do whack shit. We don't do whack shit. No, no, no. Was, okay, all right. But we're going we're gonna to record... Hip hop out. Okay. Well, now it, it could be the concept album I was talking about like two years ago. The first time I mentioned this, it could be the concept album, <laughs> the, the the hip hop version where Galactus is coming to Earth and the, the hip hop fans are coming to Galactus. We, I remember. We can do that. I remember. America, you tell us if we should do that or not. No, no, no. Because right. actually, my man AC right. Bravo, shout yeah. out to Anthony. Um, we we were riding around. He likes and hockey a lot. He that's my it's my man. It's my boy though. So he had got somebody had given him a mixtape on on state. All right. So like, so we were, you're on State Street, right? So like, yeah. let's, we popped that in, and it was whack as hell. And the thing was, we said, you know, we could do, and we was maybe like six minutes of it, it's like two songs, and they were whack. And it says we could do something better. I could come, and I came up with four bars in the in the in the car yeah. that were just hot hot right. bar. Just because it always sounds great to yourself. Well, yeah. Therefore, it is. Therefore, it is. Yeah. So, I think the and, and and our man Luke is talking about has dropped the possibility of a black nerd beat tape part two. <laughs> okay. All right. So we gonna have some Sonics. Okay. All right. All right. And we we're, here. Tell you what. Tell you what. Here's what we gotta do. We have to, we're going to do, uh, 2017, we're going to do our rap album, our, our hip-hop mixtape, because nobody does albums anymore. No, we right? do albums. We do albums. There's no, come on, only two hip-hop albums actually got released in 2016. And one of them was De La Soul, and the other was a trial called 2016, everybody <laughs> took a fucking break. Nobody released any fucking <laughs> albums. happened. They all dropped, like, mixtapes. They performed on fucking shows. None Kendrick Lamar, he went on an award show, and there was fire, and there was water, and he was in chains. And he, he lived on that shit for 2016. This is hip-hop. Don't nobody do albums anymore. Come on, man. Hip-hop is all about motherfuckers now. They, they go out in the parking lot, and they, 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 I don't know what the fuck they do. They don't make albums. They in the parking lot, though. I know that. Every rapper I've seen got a video in the motherfucking parking lot. You know, they love parking lots in hip-hop. They don't make albums. You telling me hip-hop's making albums again? Because so far, if they did, then we can thank Tribe and we can thank Daylight because they made albums. Daylight made an album after they crowdsourced it. Tribe made an album because... Stop. No, no, no. Back up. Okay. Daylight had to crowdsource for it? They didn't have to. Oh, okay. They chose to. They chose to right, because right. it was some label bullshit. Da, 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 whatever, right, whatever. Got it. All right, okay. Telling me the world was so fucking cold, these motherfuckers had to go to GoFundMe to get an album done. They did like soul. They, they went to Kickstarter and got, okay. got an album. Got, they said, we want this much money because right. we have all these original like kind of jam sessions. Yeah. And we want to sample those musicians and make an album. Okay. That's how that shit came up. Um, but no, there were albums. Um, 
there were also there were there were hip hop albums, there were R and B albums. Not everybody did, you know. Wait, what is this R and B of which you speak? This R and B when people be singing. Yes, people be singing. The only thing that got sang in the entire 2016 was that chick who was talking about the beans, greens, potatoes, and tomatoes. No other singing happened the entire fucking. Year. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There's a whole lot of people in front of microphones, we, and, we I, and, I, and a whole lot of vocoder got used. I, I'm, I'm hoping this isn't post-factual. I'm hoping this whole thing ain't post-factual. What, what have facts done for us in 2016, <laughs> Troy? Facts ain't done shit. Not a damn thing. So why should I start using them? For what? Why should I stay beholden to systems that have failed us, Troy? <laughs> I'm taking the shackles off, my brother. But they have No more shackles. They have surrounded us, and there's a system we live in right now. We got to adapt. You can't see my face right now, America, but I'm looking at Troy like this motherfucker is really trying to get me to listen to facts. I can't believe this shit. <laughs> we're gonna name the we're gonna name the podcast the post factual. <laughs> post factual. Post factual. <laughs> yeah. Because folk facts ain't done shit for us. Ain't done shit. What fuck? What was the point? We're burying the lead. There's a thing we are not talking about right now, but everybody know we're talking about it. <laughs> we ain't talking about it. Because America, we, we, were, positivity we, were right we were supposed to record like three weeks ago, but then Troy got sick, then something happened on my end, and then there was another thing where neither of us could get together. So it's been, we were supposed to record <laughs> right after the beginning of November, and we did not, but we had shit to say about some things, but technically y'all have already said that shit. Y'all been saying this shit for my hell, y'all been saying it for 18 months before that shit went down. Facts don't mean shit. So why? I, I, I used to get up in the morning and reach down by my bedside and put my shoe in the my put my, my right foot into a fact. I put my left foot into a fact. I pull my facts on one leg at a time. Short facts, because I don't wear long facts. Right? <laughs> I ain't into it. Right? Man, I, I But kilty facts. Grab grab myself a a, a, a short sleeve facts and <laughs> put that shit. I might have machine man across the chest or something about Gotham City. I don't fucking know. Right, man. You know what I'm saying? I put, you know, I put a fitted fact on my straight head up, every day. Straight up, man. I was all about the facts. Facts have gotten me through many, many a year in life. Right? Man, I lead a fact, but not walk this. outside, lock the fact, take off down the side fact, headed to the 201 fact. Because so I have on, a fact tracker so you, on my so you, iPod. Right. Because so you get on the, the purple fact. Back at the Howard. Fact. Yep. Walk on. Yep. Down to Sheridan fact. Fact. She was real. To work in my fact all damn day long. And fact you did. Knowing that after eight years, I started this here fact. And a down fact. Watching eight years of upcoming fact. Right? Selling, trying to sell as much fact as possible. Selling facts and fiction. <laughs> day and night, son. Day and night. That's what we do around here. Because that, that there is what America was all about. Observing the facts and taking action. Not speculation. Not speculation. Not Just speculation. Just looking at the fact and acting on it. But now, shit, none of that matters. Because, let me tell you why. When I was a kid, when I was a kid. Not yeah. raised in Philly, not, not Philly born and no, raised. No, 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 I was, I was Southside Chicago born and raised. 
You know, in the alleys is where I've spent most of my days. <laughs> my mom and I would sometimes, you know, at the crib, we'd be like watching shit that comes on TV. And, you know, like uh, uh, shit like Roots would come on. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, Mom, what the fuck? You know, I remember being like, why, why doesn't my man just like, just, just rise up? Rock, get the fuck up out of there, man. They keep hitting that dude with a whip. Fuck that noise. <laughs> why don't he just bounce? Then we got to the episode, what happened after they tried to bounce? <laughs> and that wasn't so good. <laughs> Do you understood? Right, right, right. And then my mom explained, you know, that we're, when she was growing up, you know, she had some cousins down in the south and shit wasn't down there, wasn't down there, wasn't like it was up here, right? But all this shit is still a thing, right? Now, just because you don't see dudes outside in robes right now <laughs> doesn't mean there are not some dude in robes somewhere, right? Just because there's dudes out there wearing ties right now doesn't mean that their dads and granddads didn't wear robes, right? And I had to be like, all right, well, I suppose we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Hopefully we never do. And for the most part, I will accept the fact that the Superman radio show broke the back of those pointy hat ass robe wearing motherfuckers down south back in the day kind of did because it kind of it took all that like that that clan lore bullshit and they put it out there on the radio and they made it sound as ridiculous as it actually is right and those motherfuckers couldn't recruit worth the some worth the damn once superman had basically like clown their asses right but then we get to the point where facts are so unnecessary that there's motherfuckers now effectively picking out office furniture in the white house Right? Who are essentially what I don't even know what fucking word to use for these dudes. Like like neo-Nazi was a term I used to just refer to them like bald motherfuckers who stood at the back of the industrial show, like trying to look hard at like a punk show or something like that yeah, yeah. back in the day. You know what I mean? Like you know, like yeah, they're just dudes from like a John Hughes movie, you know? They're not like not a thing to sweat. Because when they try to get out of pocket, they remember that they're in Lakeview, right? That's going to be kind of hard to do, right? It, it, not, it's going to be a long night for you, right? <laughs> this, you don't go to Boys Town talking that shit, right? You talk that shit in Indiana, but you don't talk that shit in Boys Town, right? <laughs> but now, you about to put this, this fucking weird, blotchy-faced, neo-Nazi fucking jagoff in a position of power... I'm not even talking about the tiny hands Cheeto motherfucker. Like that, okay, fine. That dude, the Electoral College helped that dude get elected. But we're beyond him. Because he is so out of place in this gig. I'm I'm past that point. I'm at being surrounded by billionaires and right-wing nut jobs. It makes Reagan shit look tame by comparison. We are post-fact. What, what good did it do? Everything that we knew to be true did not matter one fucking bit. Not one bit. Those motherfuckers elected a game show host who hits on his daughter. Openly. Openly. Who defrauds Americans openly. openly. Not even that kind of defrauding, like, took advantage of some bill or whatever the fuck out there. That, oh, shit. And then he lined his pockets or that shit where it's like, you know, well, I'm going to pass. I'm going to let this one law pass because I sit on the board. No, 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 no. No. Fake 
businesses. The man's basically a, he's a, he's a licensing machine in which none of the licenses actually really pan out, right? The only thing that that dude is missing is an actual carnival, right? He needs a big-ass hat with a spinny circle on the front of it. No cape? No, he don't get a cape. He, gets, get like, he gets an old ratty-ass tuxedo with, like, tails and shit. Okay. It's all rumple, you know? It's like a okay. Spider-Man villain, this motherfucker. Okay. When that happened, I felt like, well... I could, I'm going to spend the requisite week and a half on the internet yelling and screaming. Yeah. Because you got to, like, you gotta legit, let it like, get there, right? You got to let it out. I am, at that stage of grief, I think I finally hit acceptance. And here's why. Because I don't believe this man can spend more than two years and not go to prison. I don't think he can go more than two years without committing treason. No, no, no. Because we're post-facto. If someone says, I can't, you know, that can't be illegal. I did it. I'm president, though. That's Nixon. Yeah, all right. Nixon was a was going to get. Thing is, Nixon resigned before shit happened to him. Right. So, what about this dude says he's going to resign before people get to him? I think the Nothing. issue is. I think that what he pulls off now has to be worse than what he's already pulled off, and I think that that's possible. I think it's possible he would pull off worse shit, or somebody else pulls it off. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like, it's like you know, Rob Blagojevich. His issue was he could never stop fucking talking, right? Rob Blagojevich talked and talked and talked. Rob Blagojevich didn't actually get to commit the fucking crime, right? But he did get to talk about wanting to commit the crime. <laughs> he didn't even have anyone to commit the crime with. <laughs> but man, did he know there was a crime to be committed, and it should be committed by him? Because damn it, the, whew, the money that can be made if we can pull this crime off. Who are we going to pull the crime off with? I don't know. So we got to be thinking about that shit. See, that's Batman villain shit, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah, agreed. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm post-factual, and okay. more shit we like, we're going to make this hip-hop album, because why the fuck not? We got, why not? <laughs> because we may not make it to 2018? Right. Seriously. <laughs> I'm sticking around because I want to see this prison shit go down. I did like Doctor Strange. Okay. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, did you see it? Nope. Okay. Well, I liked it. Okay. I don't know. If, I don't know if you didn't see it for a reason. Like, I didn't give a shit. Okay, you just that's fine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> you also were traveling a lot around that period of time, so I, I don't know how you would have seen it. Yeah, I mean, I was. Yeah, I was in D.C. I did. I did some stuff, but the. Um, I think the the new Disney shit looks alright. Um, I'm getting good reviews of uh, Moana. Um, I can't do it. Okay, I know you can't because it's ain't even like I hate whimsy, right? It, it, this is you hate whimsy. I do hate whimsy, but I think my issue with Disney now is I feel like Disney has somebody employed there who goes around the world. Looking for a culture looking by which it can make a cartoon. The thing is, is that I, I, I get you. But when people out. in that culture go, hey, this works out pretty well. Okay. Then I'm like, okay, I'll right. give you a chance. Sure. No, so, you know, there if, like, you know, Chinese Americans can go, this Mulan shit is bullshit. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's valid as shit because yeah. y'all know how this shit's supposed to be. You should know. Yeah. But all the people I know, Southeast Asian, the Polynesian, all those, all those folks are like, this, this works. Okay. So they figured like, something out. Like, because it creeps me right the fuck out. I get you. And I get that also without Moana, 
Disney could go back to making lots of different Snow Whites, right? <laughs> they could totally do that. So I'm not saying that I want them to do that. No. It's just that I give them the side eye every time it's like, oh, look at Disney. But if Disney's you give them a side eye when they're making the white, I mean, when they're making the Snow Whites. Like, I gave them a side eye when they made Frozen. I mean, but. Whoever made Frozen. I'm assuming that was. So you just give them side eye to everything. Yeah, pretty okay. much. It's right. Disney. Right. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I mean, for the production values and the fact that, like I said, because people of the culture are like, yo, this isn't some... That, that's really, a plus. We really thought that this was going to be some bullshit. Okay. But it's not. So okay. we're good. All right, cool. Um, Cheers that. Um, but in terms of things we like, um, moving on from the dumpster fire, one thing I did like is the fact that so many people... Now, see, we still got the, the bullshit. You know, this, we can't be divided. That's bullshit. Whatever. But the people um, for on Giving Tuesday, um, people signed up to volunteer. Uh, not quite the paperclip, not paperclip, the safety pin bullshit. Eh. But people are now. You're not down with the safety pin. I'm not down with the safety pin. Why not? Because the safety pin. When you see a red, I, cross, I have an issue. I have an issue with the safety pin. But I, I'm just curious if you have the same issue with the safety pin. Because. This, you see a Red Cross yeah. International. Yeah. Red Cross means I will help your ass. Sure. Safety pin is a very small, very concealed. I'm seeing some pretty big safety pins out there. Okay. Someone has found safety pins the size of this mouse on the table here. So, so that's a, yeah. it becomes a thing of I shouldn't have to look for a safety pin for safety. Fact. But in post-fact America... <laughs> No, no, no. You do have to look for a safety pin sometimes. So I bet somebody I right now sitting on a red line wearing a hijab and they're wondering, can I can I get the Skokie, you know, in one piece? I, someone's thinking it. Someone's thinking it. Thing is, though, is that there's also that thing about you're wearing a safety pin. You've undertaken the thought. People on the Red Cross can't go, I'm out. This is, right. this is getting, shit's yes. getting real right now. Yep, I can't yep, do yep. it. Yep. These are still people. These are people who are untrained, who are like, yo, I'm, sure. I'm willing to, to be the best yep. of humanity. But when the rubber hits road or when Sister in Hijab goes, I'm on the yellow fact to yeah. get the skulkie. <laughs> ah, dudes over with the skinhead looking at me kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know necessarily if the person who's wearing the state pin is going to like, that dude's like 6'2", 300. Right. Maybe I'll get up closer to the emergency button so I can call the conductor. Maybe. Which honestly is, is in a way, I don't mind that so much because a lot of times, and this is, I think we're on the same page here. I think that I, I like the safety pin idea because I do believe that in some cases, the reason why cities like Chicago and, and, and other places like this have a different feel about us is because there's just certain bullshit that doesn't generally fly in the streets right generally cities in cities big cities are more diverse big cities have more educated people right big cities have motherfuckers who for the most part are are about something now being faced with actual danger when you're from the suburbs you never take a punch to the face like there are a lot of times when i can see somebody like not quite wanting to catch any to the grip right yeah if, if nobody wants to, if no, nobody wants to, but like you know, being from where we're from, right, on separate coasts or whatever, right, like you might have had to throw a few sometimes, you know. And there's if I step on the train, I, I hate to say it, but I, I step on the train now and I say to myself, 
I'm okay today if somebody needs to get these hands. I'm all right with that. Like, because you got to be in the city, yeah. you know? And that was before November happened. That's just generally, I ride the red line, you know? Sometimes somebody might have to get it, you know? Like, I got to be okay with that. But, like, if, if somebody's out there wearing a safety pin, presumably you, you are willing to act if there is the need. But cops will tell you, don't get killed over no bullshit. Yeah. Right? So if it means going over to the, making sure you can hit the damn button to, to contact the conductor, the conductor knows what the fuck to do. There is a protocol to be followed. Something is still getting done. What I don't want is somebody sitting there with a safety pin, sitting there talking about being ready to, if you see something, say something or whatever the fuck, and do nothing. Do nothing. I don't want that. I'm a little, that's my one concern. Yeah. Is seeing some, I saw somebody, saw a friend of mine recently wearing a safety pin who, Man, if this if this cat could even muster up just a little bit of adrenaline necessary <laughs> to move for the button or throw an elbow or shove someone or scream at the top of his lungs, I'd buy him dinner. Because he's my boy, but he ain't intimidating nobody. And he was wearing it, and I know he's wearing it because, damn it, he, he will show solidarity. He's that kind of cat, right? He is there with you. He does not want to see anybody hurt. Least of all Not himself. Him. <laughs> I mean, me even thinking about him taking a uh, blow to the face is me. Right now, he got an earache, right? He just caught an earache with me thinking about it. I know this dude ain't ready, right? But I, I saw him not, not too long ago. My man had a safety pin on. I didn't, I didn't even ask about it. I didn't want to be like, dog. <laughs> you ain't about that you, life. You, you, ready to, you ready to, you know? <laughs> you you ready to serve some up? You about that life? You, you ready to serve some up? And, and I know. Well, he would say to me, there'd be a deep sigh. And then he might say to I would imagine he might say to me, to be honest, no. But I'm not an asshole. So if it takes someone seeing one more safety pin out there, right, to make them think twice, he's willing to wear the safety pin. But I got to hope that he'd at least move for the butt. I don't know. Because uh. I think the person he's trying to help would be happy to help him. <laughs> you know? But that's my dude. I, so, I, I, so I get you. I, I, I get you. I just can't. Like, I, I'm going to give somebody credit for their heart being in the right place, considering how many motherfuckers we got in the world who don't have hearts. Right? And there's a lot of motherfuckers. There you go. There's a lot of heartless motherfuckers out there. So That, that, are, that, are, that are happy now. Shout out to my man. You know who you are because I know you listen. I ain't throwing him under the bus. Don't, don't throw him under the bus. No, no, I mean, I throw this dude under the bus a lot about other shit. Okay. Just in life. Yeah, but. We, we, I am the boss that fucks his day up sometimes. Okay, but we ain't talking about You we, know, we own it. We right, own right, it. Right, we own it. Right. 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 So. Safety pin. I'm, I'm, I'm not wearing one. I'm not wearing one. And largely, I'm not wearing a safety pin because I'm exhausted. Right? Post factual America tired me the fuck out because I know how I live my life. Right. I know I know the the equivocating that has gone on with me having to deal with an America that does not understand that there is a lane it needs to be in and a lane that I am in. Right. I man, have we have we talked about a lot of times people can talk. They talk about the the, the situation with the hair touching. Yeah. You know, like how many microaggressions. I don't view them as microaggressions only because. I find myself a lot of times having to drill down to why in the fuck are you even here doing this right now? 
right? And there is only one specific type of individual that seems to do that particular thing to me, right? I find that shit hilarious, right? And I was all like, at first, like when it first happened, I was kind of like, you know, damn, what is happening here? Then it happened again and I was like, what the shit? And I noticed that there is definitely a demographic that seems to come at me all grubby hands, trying to get all up in my shit, right? But then there was this one lady who, at the, did I tell you about the lady? At the, I told this story to some people, they might have heard. I was at the gym one day, and I was waiting for my wife to come out of the class that she had. I'm sitting in the lobby, and there's a lady who, an older lady that I see like there sometimes, like, you know, she comes like with a walker, and she's waiting for her husband, older chick, and, and she, she says something to me when I was wearing headphones. And I pull my earbud out, and I'm like, oh, excuse me, what did you say? I didn't hear you. I, didn't, I was wearing, I listened to music. And she goes, I used to have hair that long when I was younger. And I was like, oh, that's nice, you know. And then she, she's like, can I, I've, can I touch your hair? Can I feel it? Because I've never felt hair like that. And I'm like, uh, uh. And then she says, I, my hair, it, something happened at the camps and my hair fell out. And I looked at her arm and she had numbers on her shit, right? There's straight up numbers on her arm. Uh. This lady's at the gym with me. And I'm like, okay. This lady's got numbers tattooed on her arm. Hair fell out during the bullshit, right? And she's looking at my hair and it's like, what's up with that, right? And I'm like, you know what, lady? Yeah, sure, go for it, you know? Knock yourself out, you know what I mean? Knock yourself out. Because I was thinking in that moment, you've already seen the worst of it. Now I gotta be thinking, well, I don't know. This motherfucker's hoping you kept the receipt. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's where we're at. Yeah. So a lot of times in this particular in this particular case, uh, that's not one of the I give a fuck about a lot of shit. You know. I so I view I view a lot. Of, yeah. There's microaggressions I see, and that's just one that I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna pick my spots on this one. You know. I don't need to be on the train and just have no fucking like college kids be like, oh, your hair is the dopest, right? Nah, we ain't. No. Okay. You, you again, your lane over there. <laughs> you know, your lane's over there. You know, you need to signal when you're about to come turn. <laughs> right. You ain't signaling enough. You just you need my indicate. lane now. Like, wait, wait, what? You need to indicate, you know, because I can't be all like in them titties. That would be wrong. That would be wrong. That would be wrong. Wrongness. There's laws about that. <laughs> there are law. But it doesn't matter. You can be president. <laughs> okay. That wasn't sexual assault. Nope. Because facts no longer matter. Post-factual. Did you see that shit where some motherfucker went to the so the, the, there's the 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 fake story about Hillary and the pedophilia ring? Oh, at the at the the pizza, pizza joint. Now, up I'm until not. today, I thought that was just some shit people said because they were so stupid, they legit just couldn't get their head. They they couldn't not believe this thing about Hillary Clinton. They want to believe everything about Hillary Clinton, right? Right. Everything bad, yes. Everything bad. But like, I I kind of rationalized it to myself like. The only person who would believe some dumb shit like that is the kind of stupid motherfucker that you ain't really trying to talk to anyway. Right. Right. You're not going to no, reach man, out. Let's reach out. That's not real. Right. That's not Most real. people we got to reach out to. No. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You, there's no point. Because one of those people took an AR-15 to a kid's pizza place. Yes. Like. To investigate. God damn. Uh, nope. I, so much nope. 
my, my thing with this, my thing with in the aftermath is the is we will also point out the cops didn't shoot him. No. Oh. oh. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, the meanwhile, day, meanwhile Walter, the day, Scott. Walter Scott, the dude yep. shot Walter Scott. He got off. Mistrial. Uh, I'm going to call it now. Dylan Roof gets off. Dylan Roof walks in, kills half a congregation, goes to Burger King afterwards. He is going to get off on attack the county. He gets to represent himself. No, no. He, today, he rehired the lawyers back. Oh, did he? Okay. All right. He's going to get off. I spent today watching Timeless and playing Skyrim. And you would, so I didn't get any depressing news. That's fine. <laughs> today, I was on some good stuff, though. Today, yeah. I was on some good stuff. Um, I had some things going on. I'm back into Pinterest, Pinterest again because Wait, some stuff doesn't pop up. back into Pinterest? Yes. What I put up into Pinterest. When I say when I look at stuff and I say, "Oh, that looks like some hot shit I can draw," or okay. like design wise, like this is an illustrator I've never heard of, okay. or like you know whatever. That's what I use to find these things. Okay. So I got a thing for like. So you're not like a DeviantArt guy. You're a Pinterest. No, nah, because DeviantArt is on. He's on kind of some bullshit. Though. It is. Yeah, four chan for artists. Sure. I mean, it's um, I mean, not yeah. even on the community level, but yeah. on the the talent level, because awesome. a lot of because a lot of people who are doing like the hot dope shit. They're nowhere near. Right. Because they're like, I mean, the interface is shit. The, I mean, you got, you know, 14 year olds like, woo, I did a coloring thing. Right. Like, this is this Pokemon. Is, this is booty. Yeah, yeah. This is quite booty. Um, and the fact that some, most, a lot of the stuff I'm doing is off of archival stuff. Like, yeah. I'm doing my own book plate. Book plates were hot back in the 1700s, 1800s, whatever, whatever. So, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. so they're book plate collections <laughs> that are being housed at like the Newberry Library okay. and like all these random like, you know, four, five floors down at like Northwestern's Deering Library and shit. People are scanning them, putting them up. Like, oh, y'all, did, okay, this is how y'all did some things. So I'm getting ideas off that. Okay. Um, also, additionally, like with people with. Uh, um, uh, uh, decorating idea like. You know, getting your rug together, getting your, you know, what art you put on the walls, shit like that. So, okay. so that's the shit I'm on Pinterest on. So I was on that today, like, yo, let me just look up some stuff because I want to find something, you know, got a ton of wall space. Like, oh, let me find, you know, let me find something. Did you something. any work the other day? Yes, in fact. <laughs> this man is on Pinterest in fact, day. I, but the day. still got work done. Still get work done. It's a BMW right I'm here. I mean, I'm and I see. Anyway. <laughs> But I'm doing see, but I'm, I'm I'm doing my thing, and so work is work, but whatever. Um, but today I was on some. Let me find something right. that's gonna make me happy. Sure. That's gonna make me like, yo, I know this ill shit's going on. I know that people are dreading what's gonna happen next month. I know like people are dreading what's happening now. But I know that you know, even with good news like the, with the Dakota pipeline and shit. There's going to be some bad news, like, so in a couple pipeline, months. If Dakota Pipeline shut down, but Dylan Roof can get off tomorrow. Right. And then two months from now, because a certain some certain president has business interests, they're going to say, we're going to build this pipeline again. God damn it. So there's a lot. Like, this has all been an exercise in self-care, an exercise in, like, look, sometimes you just got, you got to time out. You, just, you, can't, and you can't stay engaged. Because if you stay engaged, you're generally going to drive yourself nuts. You're going to drive yourself to distraction. And then when work needs to be done, you're going to be tired of it. So you don't want to get, you know, work. You know, there's a lot of things now. 
get in your community. Find your community. Find the people who got you, who you got. Like, you know, I identify with the goals you got. You know, what y'all need me to do? Troy's on some real shit with that because, truthfully, a couple years ago, I was going through some rough shit, personally, right? And um, it was important. It was suggested even by, you know, by people close to me, like closest to me, and a... Hey, somebody I actually trust for a lot of my mental health shit to say, maybe it would be good if you found some folks that you respected, that were you know on a, a some kind of level with you that you could that you could use yeah. as kind of a way to like you know that you could build with. that you could build and remain level when because because my shit just stays stressful right yeah right, right. and this is when we started doing I mean legit that's where the whole like black nerd kicking it thing kind of came from. Was that was a way for me to like climb up out of some dark shit, right? And it did actually help, but now you got to do this shit and you got to put a stun gun in your pocket. I, I, price stun guns, America, because y'all gonna need them shits. Because people are stupid. <laughs> I'm not that. Yeah, because people are stupid. So that's what's up. But it's, it's really I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that a lot of people I know are putting out those calls for like, yo, I'm on this. You know, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to get involved in these causes um, because there's going to be some dark times ahead for me. There's going to be dark times ahead for you, and I know that your problem is going to be my problem. So I'm down the ride for whatever. So it makes me feel real good the fact that, I mean, it's shitty that this had to happen for this to happen, I guess. But it makes me feel okay the fact that there are groups of people and there are people finding groups and finding these kinds of um Finding these kinds of uh, of, of communities and, and whatnot, so that they can they can stay, you know, at least you know, stay level. But also, when you sometimes you don't feel like you know the outrage, you know, I've out, you know, I've raged for three days straight. I'm tired now. Right. So hey, can somebody be outraged right now on this day because I'm tired? So how about you know you tap in, you know you tag in. Let me go back to the corner, drink my Gatorade, have my little quiet moment, whatever, whatever. Let me get refreshed so then by the time you get back tired, I can tag you back in so we, right. can, we, we can get some stuff done. It makes me feel good that the fact that there's people doing this and I'm, 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 I'm heartened by that. But as we learn from election shit and past 18 months, the past four years or whatever, people's memories are not the most uh, steady. Sure. Um, you know, you remember what happened two months ago, but not maybe, you know, a year or so ago. Yeah, sure. Um, so we're on that shit right now. So I'm happy that we're at this point where there is some action that's mobilizing, but I'm really, I'm really hoping that that continues. America, stun guns cost 40 bucks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> ergonomic stun gun. Saber. Saber makes ergonomic stun guns with a stop strap for 40 bucks a piece. They have flashlight and shit. Y'all should start carrying these shits around. <sighs> I mean, I'm not saying not, I'm not saying I'm going to buy one, but I don't believe it would be smart for the next four years or so for someone to be walking these streets the way motherfuckers are feeling emboldened and not have something. When there is somebody with a safety pin nowhere near you, or a cop, and a lot of what I learned in the last couple of years is, 
Half the time, you don't want the cops. <laughs> so, electricity. <laughs> That's where I've come down. Forcefully delivered. The, the, the fundamental forces of the universe seem to me to be the only thing you can trust nowadays. Right? Gravity is not post-factual. Electricity, not post-factual. There's a motherfucking, was it a county down in Texas that didn't want solar panels because they believed that this, it was going to drain the sun of all of its power? Yes. Solar has become post-factual. So you can't, like, solar flare motherfuckers to get them out your grill. But I believe electricity and gravity. But, but also, work. you know, but they don't have coal-fired coal stun guns. Yeah. Because we bring coal back, son. Yeah, yeah. Clean coal. And I'm, I'm, I'm giving, I'm doing the, the air quotes. He was. Clean. Air quotes for clean coal. Clean coal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I had to look it up. I've been suggesting stun guns for years, but I never, you know, actually priced one until this exact moment. Consumer reports, you know, I'd report if I had one. If I'd actually stunned someone with it, I guess, you know. I'm sure somebody would, there's some YouTube of somebody getting dared. I'm sure this very website has video evidence. <laughs> this is what happens when you shock someone with our product. Yep. So just, I'm just saying. Let's not, not saying, just yeah, saying. let's not click on that. No, I'm not. I'm not. Thank you. Nah, I just wanted to look it up real quick. There it is. All right, I got comics okay. that cats may want to check out. Um, I may have mentioned on the podcast before about Cage. You did. You know, uh, the, the uh, Jenny Tataraski joint. Um, second issue is out. It is still entertaining. So it is only going to be four issues, right? So get to your local comic shop. Give that a shot. You ain't even got to invest forever, right? <laughs> Just it's only four issues for Christ's sake. You know, if you want, like if this were a cartoon, it'd be the hottest shit on Netflix. Um, Ta-Nehisi Coates, Roxanne Gay, uh, their Black Panther World of Wakanda book is definitely out. Did come out in November. It is out. It is on shelves. Um, if you are truly trying to be about that Black Panther life, I'm going to say this to you. I'm about it, but I ain't about it. Here's the issue, right? This might be legit the most diverse the Marvel Universe has been on a major league scale in forever, right? I'm not sure in my heart of hearts that Black Panther needs companion books, right? <laughs> But I understand. I understand marketing and sort of like striking while the iron's hot, right? This shit ain't even had the Black Panther movie ain't even out yet. But because Civil War was some hot shit, like there is a thing involved in kind of like making sure you get what you can while you can as a publishing entity because it is really all about the movies. The True. movies are the straw that stirs the drink. So if you're the, if you're publishing, the movie industry ain't giving a fuck about you. So you need to give a fuck about you, right? So give a fuck about your paper. Give a fuck about your... You know, so if, if you're a fan of Marvel Comics out there and you think you're trying to support brothers in comics, then get to it and, and buy them, you know? Think about it this way. Think about, think about it like it's a Starbucks cup of coffee uh, or, you know, a special Starbucks cup of coffee once a month, right? Don't think about it like, but, but I have to love it. No, maybe you actually don't. This is comic book collecting. Your comic book collection, America, is already full of dog shit. Right? You have bought some lousy ass fucking comics. If you go through your comic book collection right now and look at shit you bought 10 years ago, five years ago, you bought some bullshit. Right? Because comics a lot of times are some bullshit. Sometimes it happens that you get some writers out there who will never let you down. Identify who those guys are, always support their shit if you can. But also sometimes, man, just a cover looks nice and you just wanna fuck it, I'm about it, I'm gonna try it. 
right? But there's this third category of if I don't, who will? And if you're about a thing, and you believe a thing ought to exist and a thing ought to be possible, like I tell a story of my man who, who I questioned his choice of bars to have the company go on a drinking outing to because the, the choice of the bars he picked seemed kind of dangerous. And he said, man, we drink with these cats. Why can't they drink with us? At the time, I thought he was wrong, but I do understand where he was coming from, right? He was saying... Whenever somebody in the company wants to pick a spot to go drink, they pick some place in River North, or they pick some place in the Gold Coast, they pick some place in the Viagra Triangle, they pick some place in Lakeview, and we all go. No matter where we're from, we're South Side, West Side, Southeast Side, East Side, right? Right? We all go because we know when we get to that spot, we ain't got shit to worry about, right? But when we say come to one of our spots, all of a sudden, it's an issue. It's an issue, right? So if you believe. Hey man, I've been reading your X-Men, your Avengers, your Spider-Man, your Captain America. Why can't you read Black nah. Panther? Something about what kind of why can't you why can't you support like like Luke Cage? Luke why Cage. can't you support Riri Williams? Why can't you support like all these cats? Like well, there's a Captain America issue. I'm gonna cover some shit in previews that I'm looking forward to that I think is probably worth like catching up on. And some of it involves black comics, some of it don't. But like why can't you? support Sam Wilson? Why can't you support Cyborg? Why can't you you know like you can't because all of your life, superheroes have been like Santa Claus, right? Fictional, but white, you know? Like, that's the way it's always been for you. Well, for us, superheroes have been like Santa Claus. Fictional, but white, right? We accept that Tony Stark's a white guy. But anyone in the armor doesn't have to be Tony Stark because James Rose is worn the armor. So we've, we've already been shown that all superheroes really are is trappings, it's just uniforms, it's capes, it's items, right? It's just storytelling. So if we're supporting the Green Lantern, right? We'll support Hal Jordan, we support Kyle Rayner, right? We supported Kyle Rayner when Kyle Rayner was proven not to even be white. We didn't support him more when he became retroactively Mexican. That happened, right? It wasn't like, oh shit, he's Mexican now, let me go try it. When I start telling Mexican and Puerto Rican Latino cats and like like when I tell Latino dudes that the Kyle Rayner is actually Latino, they're like, what? Because DC forgot. They forgot they fucking did it. So, but like, to me, it still counts. It happened, you know? But you make a story about John Henry Irons and John Henry Irons ain't all like hip hop fucking steel. That's not his thing, right? John Henry Irons got a daughter and a daughter wears armor and like it, it was a cool fucking concept of a dad and his daughter out fucking smashing motherfuckers with hammers, right? If Marvel did it, there'd be a movie about it two years later, and it, John Henry Irons would be the biggest fucking name in comics right now, right? But DC did it, and it got missed because it was like an early 2000s thing, right? They're kind of coming back around to it, but their movies are some bullshit. So it's not kind of the same thing, you know what I mean? But if you, if you, if you believe that the comics industry should reflect the people who pay for comics on some level, the people who support the pop culture of comics, Right? The people who support the pop culture comics are more diverse than people who actually buy comics. Right? A whole lot of money's made on motherfuckers wearing t-shirts and backpacks and, and, and carrying lunch boxes and drinking a Starbucks out of a superhero tumbler. There's a lot more of those folks. The diversity of that is more is broader than the diversity of the people who actually read comics. But if you think that ought to change, then you should throw an extra Starbucks cup of coffee at some of these comics, whether you actually think they're good or not. Because if you don't, they won't be here tomorrow. And you can't get that. When, when, when Marvel decides diversity is not the way it should go, 
it's it's time to bring back all the white dudes. It won't be three years later when they decide to let's go do the diversity thing again. It's gonna be thirteen years. It might be fifteen years. It might be twenty fucking years. You'll be no longer giving a fuck, right? When that happens. So here's I mean so okay so you raise a question if not if not you who if not if folks don't support even but you made this point even if it's not good. Are you saying the bar is just low and just like, look, I know this book may be shitty, but I'm going to buy that shit anyway? I would say don't buy a book that you find to be shitty, but try the book because it exists. Okay. Try it. If you discover it shitty, don't do it. Like, the message has to be sent, we want good comics. Well, good. Right? right. But you don't know it's shitty until you actually buy it. Right? Like, I've tried all kinds of bands and been like, whoa. Man, that, that video for that one track was nice. Right? Oh, that, that seems really interesting. When I read the when I read the Wikipedia page, it seems like the kind of thing I'm all about, right? Ah, oh, shit, but tracks, track three is all right, track seven's all right, but track two, four, five, eight, nine, ten, no. On, on, on this album. Oh, yeah, man. Albums, because I listen to prog metal. So, yeah, right? I, albums. Try just, I wrote hard. <laughs> so, I would say, when I tell you that there's an issue with Sam Wilson coming up, where that stars the character Rage from the 90s, uh, who's now kind of a, a supporting character in the Sam Wilson Captain America book, and the new Falcon, right? When, when I tell you that that thing is happening and it excites me, I'm not saying it's gonna be the greatest book in the world. I'm saying it excites me because the characters I'm seeing are characters that once upon a time, I didn't think much could be done with, like Rage. And then the old stories that involve Rage and New Warriors were actually really good, right? But Rage looks kind of fucking stupid. So it's a it's a deterrent oftentimes for me to get into this guy. But but truthfully, there were some good stories about the dude. He just looks like an idiot. You know? His look is booty. But like in general, okay, okay. The the, the stories involving him tend to be good. Right? So I'm looking forward to that thing. You know? Um, the Invisible Iron Man starring Iron Heart with Riri Williams, that yes. is out. That yes. is in shops. Yes. It is out there. I've I've read number one. I was I was digging. I was digging that actually there's a, a bit of um, racial undertone with that, which is kind of, I, I thought was kind of fun. Like, oh, oh, like, you know, hey, I get to be a hero. I'm doing some stuff and I still get shot. So yeah. this is still kind of fucked up. Yeah. So. And Brian Michael Bennett is no idiot, right? He's one of the better writers in comics. So that, that dude, can, he can pull in actual real life shit and make a commentary on the thing. You know, I mean, the dude, he's a crime writer. He started out in comics as a crime fiction writer who was good at what he did, right? So Brian Michael Bendis ain't some dude from some suburb coming in trying to talk about, like, street culture and shit and urbanness and urban life, and, and he, ain't, he ain't that guy. He may, and there's some issues I have with Brian Michael Bendis, but the dude ain't, ain't a shitty writer. Thanos. There is a Thanos limited series written by Jeff Lemire, drawn by Mike Diodato. I love Mike Diodato because they're guys as artists who've been around for 20, 30 years who've never drawn a bad fucking panel. Like, when you want amazing fucking, like, cosmic shit, when you, when you want, like, when you, when you read a comic book involving superheroes for big-ass superhero battles that are dark and scary, Mike Diodato's the fucking dude you go to, right? He's not flashy in that he ain't gonna, he's never gonna be Alex Ross, right? He's not gonna be... If, 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 if Wizard Magazine were still around, Mike Diodato would not be in anybody's top ten, right? Because Mike Diodato does work. 
He ain't trying to be at your convention being the, the, the hippest, trendiest motherfucker with the nicest haircut who booty dances with you at the club at the C2E2. That's not him. That's David Mack, right? That ain't Mike Diodato, all right? Kabuki? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> David Mack, also a nice guy. Okay. I say I found David Mack will go to the club with you, though. Okay. I found, I had Kabuki signed stuff. I was trying to clean some stuff up, and I found some old Kabuki shit. The Thanos story is Thanos has been gone for a minute after the Infinity story starring the Avengers, in which the Avengers kind of whooped up on my man a little bit. And, and the plot he had there was actually kind of dope. So if you need to go back and read Infinity, do it. But Thanos has been kind of out of the picture for a while. He's in everybody's fucking consciousness because they keep teasing him in all the Marvel movies shittily. So, like, everyone thinks, oh, man, Thanos is great. When in reality, Thanos in the movies is like Cobra Commander as he's never fucking got a damn thing he wanted. He just gets to show up and have a couple panels on screen and say a few words. And everybody's like, oh, man, honey, let me tell you about Thanos. Like, you fucking know. Sit down, Herb. Then, probably my favorite new book from Marvel that no one was talking about, Infamous Iron Man, starring Victor Von Doom in Iron Man armor, right? Now that Tony Stark is no longer Iron Man, right. and Riri Williams is Iron Heart, right? Victor Von Doom ain't exactly waiting to see how that turns out, right? Victor Von Doom is like, you know what? This is some bullshit. I can do that job. I know what needs to be done because I'm Victor fucking Von Doom. I'm going to be Iron Man now. I know everything. I know everything. And so far, there's been two issues, and both issues are about people being like, wait, you're Dr. Doom. You can't be Iron Man. And then he shoots him. Or you're Dr. Doom. I know how things go for you. You don't know shit. Then he teleports him somewhere. Like, this is, this is Victor Von Doom having a delusion that he is a hero now, and he's going to do heroing right. Which is wrong. I love this. I am enjoying the fuck out of this comic. Both issues. There are some things we just did the November order for previews, which is to say we have ordered comics that are arriving in January, and this being a December podcast, in about a month some things are going to show up in your local comic shops that I think you, the comic book nerd listener, ought to give a shot to. The first thing is DC has, they've done something like this before. They have a thing coming up called the Commandy Challenge, Right? The DC Challenge was something that they did back in the 80s in which there was a 12-issue limited series, right? But the first issue was written and drawn by one team of guys, right? Who started the story off involving whatever characters they're going to use, and then they end the story at a particular cliffhanger that the second issue is picked up by a different writer and artist team. And they got to take the story wherever they're going to take it, and they drop it off into the third issue, a different writer and artist show up, right? And so on and so on and so on. Now... We are approaching the anniversary of, I believe, Jack Kirby's death or something related to that. So in honor of Jack Kirby, DC is doing Commandy. Commandy was commanding the last boy on Earth. Uh, I don't know if you know, I'm, I'm holding this up for Troy. He's kind of like a, it's, it's like Tarzan. Escape from New York. Oh. It's like Escape from New York as if the whole planet was all fucked up. Planet of the Apes with an Escape from New York vibe with a Tarzan looking kid. But he's the last human in the world. Everybody else is some kind of mutated animal. Or some other kind of fucked up monster. Okay. Right? And it's definitely, it's the Earth, right? At the end of its time or in some transition, right? But his, issue, his, his, his adventures were always truly just weird and fucked up, but great. Kirby had the right idea in that it was believed back in the 70s that superheroes 
were only so long for the comic book publishing industry, right? You had to try something else. You had to try. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you couldn't do Superman and Batman anymore, but at some point it was like clear that even from the 50s, for DC Comics at least, only the, the, the biggest names of your superhero universe actually fucking sold, right? And Marvel's heyday when, when the Avengers and Spider-Man, the X-Men, Captain America, Iron Man, when all these infections were, when they all dropped, yeah, big ass sales for Marvel. But Stan Lee was only there for like the first 10 years, right? Jack Kirby was gone from Marvel within 10, 12 years? Right? Like, by the 63 is when the Marvel Universe really starts. By the time you get to 75, Jack Kirby's over at DC, creating the new gods and shit, right? So he's doing different shit over there because they were trying to bring diversity to the party. And Commandy was one of these diverse things that came to the party that, you know, went for so long or whatever the fuck. But I'm going to tell you, there's a 12-hour epic series coming from DC in which every issue is done by a different artist and writer team in which... The writers and artists, they're not doing one-shots. They have to pick up the story where the last guy's left off and leave it someplace. So the guy who starts the story, so in this case, Dan Abnett and Dale Eagle should do number one, I think. And it ends with Lynn Wien and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. So for sure, somewhere in there, these guys have no fucking idea. But here's some of the names mentioned, right? I'm a big Dale Eaglesham fan. In the second issue, you get Neil Adams. Amanda Connor and Jimmy Paul Miata do the third issue. James Tinney in the fourth, who's done some really good Batman shit, is on the, uh, on the fourth issue. The fifth issue gets you Bill Willingham, who wrote Fables. Um, Steve Orlando and Philip Tan get you the fifth issue, or sixth issue, I think that is. One, two, three, four, five, six, yep. Marguerite Bennett and Dan Jurgens get you the seventh. Marguerite Bennett has done some pretty interesting things in comics, too, though relatively new. I'm really into what's next. That's Keith Giffen and Steve Root. Steve Root is my favorite artist. Steve Root has a style... That's like a little Alex Tothy. Alex Toth inspired. Very classic style. Kevin Eastman. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles dude is up next. Greg Pack is a good writer is up next. Walker Simonson, who did a classic Thor run, is up next. Then uh, Gail Simone and Ryan Sook do the uh, 11th issue. And then it's Lynn Wien and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. If you're a comics fan and you want crazy ass shit inspired by Kirby, get up on the Commandy Challenge that starts in January. January 25th, so it's the end of January. I also have, because I go through my shit, and this shit DC tells me and motherfuckers need to be all about, and I don't really care. But if you liked DC's multiversity story that Grant Morrison did, that was all about, where Grant Morrison outlined... Oh, with the different universes. With the different universes. When he outlined that shit, yeah. they're, bring, they're going back to that. They've kind of dropped that, and it's only appeared a few times. They dropped it quick. They, they dropped it quick. They because like, it, and, well, they dropped it because, like, they were also doing at the same time, hey, we gotta be all about this new for the two thing. You know, we gotta we gotta stay up on that. So this here takes us out of that. So we can't really, really get you into that. But the new for the two is effectively over. So now we can tell all kinds of crazy ass stories. Well, Superman 14 and 15, starting in January, straight goes back to that multiversity thing where Superman is teaming up with these various super people. From different universes. The Red Sun Superman, the Barack Obama looking Superman, Superwoman, Bizarro, like all in like one story. I I don't read a lot of Superman comics, but I like, I, I believe all Superman comics should be insane. They should just be, <laughs> deal with crazy shit. Like that's what you got Superman for. So I got a problem. I'm really excited about that. IDW is going back to do a crossover for Star Trek and Green Lantern. First issue comes out in December. The last Star Trek Green Lantern crossover was really interesting. It was cool, right? It just was. Like, everybody on the Enterprise getting a different Green Lantern ring, 
Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like the principal characters and shit. Like, right. come on. Spock with a ring? Dude, that's, got, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of the kind of, the Green Lanterns are the kind of cool ass shit the crew of the Enterprise should encounter. So they're doing a part two to that. So Star Trek Green Lantern starts sometime in December. My previous category, my catalog for November has the January issue, but I, that just means you get to get up on that sooner rather than later. Image Comics in January, also January 25th, is going to drop the first trade for the Black Monday murders by Jonathan Hickman, which if you're not reading this comic now, this might legit be, this and Black Hammer might be the two best comics on shelves right now. Black Monday Murders takes this concept of the stock market and, and high finances as some kind of magical arcane thing you gotta like have sold your soul to really fucking understand and makes that shit literal. Starting with the Black Black Monday, the stock market crash. Right, the depression, okay. The, great, the kick off the Great Depression. Like it basically is that the folks who handle the high finances have literally sold their souls to the god Maimon, and there are rules involved in this shit, and they are effectively making deals to keep the market going, but in the event that a crash is a crash, someone must die? This is phenomenal. It's fantastic. I like it a lot. For the first four issues, I think, are already out uh, on shelves. We've got actually a special going where you get the first three issues for just 10 bucks, and they're five bucks a piece. So the first trade is going to be $19.99. So it's not going to be like another image shit where the first trade is 10 bucks. These issues are thick as fuck. There's a lot of damn pages. It's a monthly book. They aren't, they're not slacking. Jonathan Hickman's giving you a lot of fucking content. It might be the best value for your money out there, right? And, and a solid-ass writer. And then next, there's a Marvel thing I'm going to tell you about. And I don't normally pimp a lot of the Marvel event things because most of Marvel events are just kind of dumb hero fighting hero kind of bullshit. Because you hate them, yeah. I do. Like I, I just feel like you, if you if you really concentrated on telling the best stories you could tell, you wouldn't need to do big dumb events because the market you created the events for no longer exists. The reason events happened in the first place in comics they were meant for kids who had summers off. They have more time and money to be reading comics. So if you know that your kids got the kids are the ones buying comics and summer vacations coming, hell yeah, we want Secret Wars and Crisis on Infinite Earths and all this shit happening. So you can get more dollars out of them to get them to buy all the fucking comics in the summer when they ain't got shit else to really do. But since comics aren't made for kids anymore, adults are reading them. And if people between the ages of 25 and 65 are the ones reading comics, they don't have summers off. Right. So a big summer five-month-long event is right. useless. Right, round the clock. You're just annoying people now, right? So fuck that. Tell the best stories and get the fuck out, right? You don't need... I don't need Avengers versus X-Men and X-Men versus the Inhumans, and you're not going to give me the best possible story in that, I already know, because truthfully, the guys who write the X-Men and the Avengers and Captain Marvel and Iron Man, they really just want to tell a story. Okay. They also know they're not selling comics to kids. They might wish they were, but they know the reality of the thing. You are just wasting our time. And most people kind of like, yeah, you can pimp it if you want to, but the sales just don't come back as let's do it again next year. Okay, what you got? Monsters Unleashed. I've heard about this. And basically it seems to be we need an excuse to fight for a lot of our heroes to fight big things. Not quite an excuse. Well, so the here's, the, here's the thing. I, they I, are fighting I, I big like ass it. things. They're I like fighting it. big ass things. But they're fighting 
big ass things that like the Kirby monsters. Yes. Right? That were Marvel Comics before the Fantastic Four ever existed. I like when a company can reach back into its past and not be ashamed that it made some dumb shit. Yes. And have fun with it. If you're going to be the superheroes of the Marvel Universe, why aren't you fighting big ass monsters occasionally instead of each other? I get that in Marvel Comics you gotta fight each other because that that's what Marvel characters do. Yeah. But here I mean, is Fin Fang Foom in there? Yes, he is. Of course. Right is. there. Good. Good. Boom. Fin Fang Foom right there. You know? Groot of the Guardians of the Galaxy was one of those monsters. Right? Like, a lot of guys, a lot of characters kind of came out of these comics. And to go back to it, I can respect that. All right. I can get behind that. That is a thing where I'm fine seeing what the hairy hell Marvel's going to do with some giant-ass monsters just roaming the fucking earth with... Names that only really work in Japanese monster movies. Like, literally, Marvel's doing kaiju. Right? Yes. I'm okay with this. You know, and then, you, I mean, you get to see, you know, your these characters, you know, the limits of their powers. Like, I can lift this much, but I can't lift that much. I can't move Godzilla. Yeah, that thing. Like, if I hit him, does he feel it? Or is he annoyed? Or is he annoyed? <laughs> yeah. They just stepped on Aunt May's house. <laughs> I'm I'm in for that. I'm gonna try this out. So I think, yeah, be looking yeah, for that. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, good. Try it. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. Um, Southern ba- uh Southern Bastard returns. Um, still love on, still still loving that. I did like I said I bought Invincible Iron Man. Um, Riri's setup is really just kind of like. Yo, you're smart, and your parents kind of don't know what to do with you. Um, they've been warned, basically, not to let you get complacent, and not to let you feel like, you know, you know, make you feel human. It's almost a supervillain warning. If if your parents let, lead is, you to your own devices the wrong way, you could become evil. You could become evil, and then you know, what's the response of a teenager like? Why do you keep telling me that? Right. Why do you keep telling? Me, God damn, you told me it's a nice day already. Why are you gonna tell me this again? You tell me that when it's raining. What? Yeah. How, how does this work? Um, so I enjoyed that. The yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff. And so with the events, as far as the events go, the it's almost it's, it's like you're yeah you're trying to create a market that at this point in this media landscape that's you know that may be not what you need, but. That's kind of the, the currency right now is yeah. big splash event. Woo! It is it is a thing where companies can't not do it because it's the thing that they do now. You've become a major publishing arm that is working from big event to big event. It is not like Marvel and DC don't know that you, the up and coming reader who's entered the market within the last eight years, it's like they don't know you love saga. You love lumberjanes, right? It's not they don't know it. So in comic shops all over the country, there's a battle for shelf space. I've talked about it before. Where if if it's up to me, right, and I'm straight up thinking about what moves on my in my shop shelves, Civil War II is one where I order a couple issues and I make everyone subscribe to it, right? Why bother shelving it when I when people after the second issue everybody's trade waiting for it, right? So why fuck with that? But you know what they buy off the shelf, Saga. So, you know, issue. they come in, they'll, they'll man, they got 40 issues of that, and they're happy, you know? Now, cats who buy saga trades that don't have 40 issues, they're fine waiting for a trade. They hate waiting for a trade, but they're, they're, they'll do it. They'll do it. Right? They'll do it. But when you, when you say to yourselves as a publishing arm, we have to 
come up with bigger and bigger splashes and bigger and bigger stories, a lot of times you can't help but fall down on the job because how do you top an event that you might have did was actually good? How do you prevent from having one that's a clunker? Fear itself. You don't. I like the story, but mm, Dark Rain, awful. You know? DC's had a fuck ton of clunker events. Atlantis attacks. Then the Amazons attacked, I think, and what? Like, seriously? Final Night, however, was really good. That was only like three or four issues. Like, you didn't, that was, the sun was going out, right? Like, there was like a whole lot of like human stories about superheroes preparing to freeze to death. You know, Green Arrow and Black Canary having to say goodbye to each other, like, shivering, because they ain't got superpowers, you know? Like, that story was good, you know? All right. Why didn't, why wasn't that like your fucking big 12-issue fucking thing? Because they didn't think about it that way, you know? But I don't, I think that really, legit, issue, like, there's, there's event fatigue. People are tired. They can't keep every summer being told yeah, you can't nothing be will ever up. be the same. Yeah, you can't just keep being amped up because at some point you get tired. When people look at, they're looking at a, a X-Men versus a, a Inhumans and they look at it and the look on their face is like, really? Almost like, it's like Marvel has action figures that make it fight each other. Then it make it a comic about the action figure fight. Because that's what it looks like. Like, what? That's a, that's a thing? Then I got to be like, oh yeah, see, the mist that gives the Inhumans their powers is poisonous to mutants. And in this series over here that you didn't read, they, when they discovered this poisonous the mutants, the mutants couldn't come up with anything to do except to attack about it. And the humans couldn't think of anything else to do about it but fight back. So now we got a problem. By the time you get to the last issue of Death of X, you realize, oh, this is what they're doing. But it was so fucking clumsy getting to that point that it's like, man, if you, if you jack up the very premise... How are you going to do an event based off of that shit? This is what comic book events have become. They've become photocopies of photocopies of photocopies, right? And here it is 30 years later, and nobody remembers how much fun the original Secret Wars was or how much fun the original Crisis on Infinite Earths was. But they do remember how bad some of these events have been, you know, how, how they went on forever, how they don't come out on time, right? That's the worst thing you fucking do. You know? So I always want to tell people, look, man, fuck the event. Read it if you really care about it. But pick some characters on these shelves you like and read those books. Just read this shit. You know, I'll sell you Civil War II if you want it. But try this trade. Read Monstrous or Bitch Planet. You know? They won't let you down. Paper Girls. Saga. Southern Bastards. Right? So look for Warren Ellis' name on any of these books. Buy that shit. Do it. I still fucking sell Warren Ellis' fucking Moon Knight. I don't care that he ain't done the book in four years. He gives two shits. His volume one. Read it. It's awesome. It's like iced tea. <laughs> Warren Ellis. Read it. Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> read a sign, man. <laughs> I'll print up some signs in my shop and say, read it. It's delicious. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> I'm with that. There you go. I'm with that. Uh, all right, so comics. Um, did sport thing. Yeah, yeah. It was I, good. I mean, I... Until 2017, America. And like I say, 2017, we, we, it's, it's about coalition building. It's about not paying... It's not even about not paying attention. It's about not reaching across the aisle to bullshit. I'm not going to reach out 
in, in, in brotherhood and like find see what there are no two sides to some of this shit. There are no two sides that need to be debated about, yeah, we're gonna we are going to convert the fuck out of your homosexuality. No, you're not. Fuck you. I don't need to discuss this. I don't need I can't in a way I almost can't like I get why that's why it's hurt I get the pain behind that, right? I get the hurtfulness behind that. I I, I used to find it really hard to believe anyone would try it going forward as a thing to do, except that some motherfuckers now feel empowered about all kinds of things. People are evil. You know? That thing. But they don't think they're evil. The Nazis no didn't th- think they were evil. No. You know? No. That thing. You know? No. People don't think they're evil. The thing... If the- I were gay living in rural Indiana, I would be leaving. Thing Flat is, out. The thing is, you haven't left the last four years. Maybe you can't. Well, I don't know. Did you stay because you were waiting for them to find a birth certificate? Because this is my problem with the reach across the aisle and shake a hand and build a coalition. Motherfucker, I had you bitches complaining about the First Lady's arms. You were looking for birth certificates? You, you flipped shit on the, one of the daughters because she smoked the joint at, at fucking Lala? You know? Meanwhile, the Bush twins mad drunk. Knowingly. But whatever, whatever. Oh, but she's, you know, but Michelle's an ape in a dress. Yeah, yes! Okay. This yeah. thing. Yeah, okay. This thing. Yeah, okay. I was too fucking classy to really go off on the one chick with a really wide face. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, I was just like, because they all didn't look. I can't, I can't, but see. But you don't want to stoop to that level, Because now you can't, when you go in, you don't come out. You're going in. If I go in, I'm staying in. <laughs> and then. I'm going to also anger motherfuckers who I actually care about. Because some of the words I might feel like I need to use, you can't say. Like, you can't. You yeah, can't. yeah. You right. just can't. Like, you right. can't know. No. Nope. And I that's guess. it. Like, so so on the left, of which most of my life I've considered myself a moderate, right? I never considered myself a liberal before. But I'm okay saying I'm on the left here. Because on the left, there's some, some inhumane shit that doesn't come up because it doesn't belong. Right. Right? But both sides do it! No, they don't. No. No, they don't. They don't. Sorry. All right. Miss me with that bullshit. And that's been the source of many a, a, a thing about, well, what we need to do is going to, no, we don't. Because some things are not up for debate. Nope. Not for debate. I'm not going to, you know. There were a whole I'm not lot of see cases in the last year and a half of, but we didn't see what happened in the video before that point. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. So I'm really hoping that, and politically, we're getting to a point where a lot of people are not, are, are, are done with the, like, if you see the bully, but they keep winning, I'm not saying you got to beat a bully, but you got to first beat the bully. I think we got to a point now where the bully got beat for eight years and accidentally is on a come up now, right? The bully thinks the bully straight up was going to win all along, but it was a good shot of the bully not winning, right? There's some people on the left who disaffectedly did some stupid fucking shit, right? And there's some stuff I'll I'll blame the candidate on the left. I'll blame Hillary for some of this. Like, I'll blame, I'll say there's a thing Hillary, Hillary didn't lie to some people about some things Hillary should have lied about, Right? 
Hillary should told should have told some people that these jobs are never coming back for their industries, for their regions. She said she should have sold them down the river that that shit was coming back. Cause that's what that's all they want to hear. They want to hear coal, 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 coal. They want to hear military contracts, military contracts. They want to hear that shit. And not J Cole. Not J Cole. No. They might want to hear J Cole. They might want to hear J Cole because J Cole's famous and it's different. That's not he's not he ain't a ninja, you know. Not to them. You saw do the right thing. You know how it go. They don't know J Cole. They don't know J Cole. Nah, 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 come on now. Someone, someone out there right now is listening to hip hop, right? Listening to hip hop, saying every fucking word to every song he hears, right? And is about to swear. Is about to swear. He ain't a racist at all. It's those people he has a problem with, right? There's a whole lot of non-racists screaming at Colin Kaepernick, screaming at him, right? Uh, Screaming at them from their homes. Now, I didn't watch the Bears game yesterday, but I was... People in, people acted out. I bet people were acting out people from acted, their homes while sitting on their couches. People acted out in the stands. Because <laughs> I have... There's I went a lot of dumb people out there. There's a lot of dumb people who were in the snow, and they raged at Cap. Raged at him. Because he was here, and remember when Baltimore had the thing, and like, we support Ray Rice, and everybody went, you sick motherfuckers. And then Pittsburgh, people were like, hey, we support Ben. Like, you sick motherfuckers. Yes. But when it shows up here, when it shows up yeah. in town, Derrick Rose shit, you sick motherfuckers. We have, no pe- we have no pedestal. Kaepernick came up, had the a legendary bad game. Yes. Legendary he, bad he game. He had a legendary Kaepernick game. He's never been that bad. Only one quarterback in the history of the NFL. Oh, I see what you mean. Statistically, statistically, yes. Colin Kaepernick was legendarily bad, yes. People took that as, well, because sports. That's why you should shut your mouth about this Black Lives Matter bullshit. Should shut your mouth. <laughs> you should have shut your mouth about Castro. Because <laughs> and, and the Coupe de Grasse, he mentioned Fred Hampton. Because Fred Hampton's oh. thing is, you know, it's an honor to be here in the city where people went off on him like that. Fred Hampton was assassinated. Yes. No, he was, he, he, was against the, he was against the government, though. He, a, deser- a he deserved a SWAT team it. Because the Black, Pan- the Black Panther Party was like the KKK. <laughs> These are words that this is what I saw. This is what I heard. Oh. <laughs> Chicago, don't ever fucking change. You fucking backwards motherfuckers. <laughs> That's what that was the that was the narrative. Consistently Chicago. That was the narrative. Con Cavity yeah. had a shitty game, not because of his coach, not because of the conditions, not because of the fact that the 49ers suck. They do. They suck hard. They haven't won a game. They, they well, they won a game. Wait, they, I thought they won at least one game this year. They they won like the best. Or the, Cleveland wanted to do. Cleveland hasn't won a game. Cleveland won a game. Cleveland's won no games. I think the Forty Nine ers had won one less game than the Bears have won. That's what I think it was. <laughs> but because he was on the because Kaepernick is, is is a lightning rod at this point. He and is. yesterday was the day that the NFL said it's okay to wear cleats if you want to do you know special cleats. It was almost like, hey, employees, we, we totally screw over. Pizza party. Yeah, you got a pizza party. 
So people who've been wearing, trying to wear cleats, like, I want to honor my mom. I want to yeah. honor my... This is the day you get to wear them. So you get to wear cleats that are different colors and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And Goodell came out and was like, you know, we believe in the creativity. Right. Like, you're finding cats for dancing in the end zone. Yeah. Still. Still. But now, you know, D'Angelo Williams says he lost his mom and three sisters to breast cancer. It's like, can I wear pink? No. If there's a cat who shit. Not, not until breast cancer day when we can sell breast cancer shit. Yeah, yeah. Not until pink jersey day. Pink jersey month or October. Yeah, yeah. It's like, if that's one dude who can who should be able to do that, it's that dude. Right. Because your mom and three sisters. Yeah. You should. You, why do you give a fuck? Why do you care? But it's the NFL. But whatever. Go ahead, Kaepernick, man. Take a fucking move. I like. I don't believe that you need to be a good player to be able to make a point. That's the that's the thing. But if you're if but because you're a mill you're you're a millionaire, you should shut up. Right. This country gave you the ability to make all those millions. No, collective bargaining gave him the ability to make all those fucking millions. Not this country. That's not how this works. You guys are arguing over a fucking pittance to the billionaires he fucking plays for, right? They they gave a dude who sucks at quarterback millions. They won one game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had to check so you make sure they won one game. I remember it being a game in which someone would win this game and not have won four games this season. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I remember thinking that. Anyone who won this game would still not have four wins. Yeah. So, the... It, that thing is... is, is, is a, Poor people will argue for the rights of billionaires in the New York fucking men. But that's kind of what I feel like. Millionaires cannot argue for rights of poor people because they should be disengaged. Yeah. So Warren Buffett going, I pay taxes. And I can give you a tax return from when I was seven years old. Warren Buffett's problem is that the only time that super rich people get listened to by poor people is when they make themselves pop stars. Warren Buffett comes off like an old man with a bunch of money. So no one actually gives two shits what Warren Buffett has to say. If Warren Buffett were, if Warren Buffett looked like or acted like Ben Stein, right? If Warren Buffett came up in a shiny ass suit with a shtick, like if Warren Buffett would put on a pen and teller fucking show, he'd be a household goddamn name. Somebody would get him, they'd try to get that dude to guest on a Missy Elliott album. If more if Warren fucking Buffett wasn't just a rich old dude who knew what the fuck he was talking about, right? Because he's only done the fucking job before, right? <laughs> He knows what he's talking about. If Warren Buffett were one of them cats, yeah, people would actually listen. They'd understand, right? They would understand. Donald Trump is the first time in the entire podcast I've said this dude's name. This motherfucker is a huckster. He's a carnival huckster. That's what he is, yeah. right? He's a carnival huckster. He's carny. So he's, he's, he's Vince McMahon with a less successful product. That's who he is, right? Vince McMahon is better at being a carnival shill then Donald Trump is, right? That dude gets elected president because all anyone actually cared about is that they like the shill. Never mind that he's actually gonna rob them. That's all he's ever done is, is, is fuck you. In business, so in, in the act of actually contracting what he's meant to do day to day, this man doesn't know how to do anything straight up because everything he tries to do straight up fails because he doesn't actually have the knowledge, right? It's why the Trump name is just a licensing issue. It's a name slapped on things. 
right? But American people love Legos. They love uh, lo- logos, rather. Legos, too. Yeah, I love but, Legos. Yeah, they love Legos and Legos. That's what they love. They love Legos, right? Love them. Okay. They love it. I'm okay with Legos. They're po- the poorest people in the country know who Donald Trump is, right? All they had to say is a few things that even kind of match with the fuck they, they're all about. And that's good enough for them. He's not Obama. These motherfuckers didn't vote for or against Obama in the last two elections. They didn't vote at all, right? Didn't vote at all. They were hoping some white guy would get the black guy out of office or beat him, right? He's not a mayor. He wasn't born here. He can't be president. He wasn't born here. Yet the motherfucker was running against John McCain, who wasn't born in the United States. Fuck you people. You know? Build a coalition for what? What are we really building a coalition for? You want a coalition. Us, your, us coalition him. your coalition wants us to just shut the fuck up. Right? When the things you actually care about aren't really things. Right? You don't actually care about the economy. You don't care about the military. You don't care about public affairs within the country. You don't care about foreign affairs outside the country. You don't care about any of these actual things. You only care that when you get up in the morning, you hear theme music about America. Right? And you can go doing your hunting and your fishing and whatever the fuck and get back to telling women to shut the fuck up, telling the blacks to shut the fuck up, and telling the gays to shut the fuck up. Right? Well, the reason those people weren't shutting the fuck up is because America is always about growth. America's always moved forward. America's always evolved. America does not take a step back. Right? America is slow to move forward. America's problem is motherfuckers want America to make exponential jumps. Right? America's bad at exponential jumps. But America moves forward. Right? Are we moving forward right now? We tend to move forward. This is a step backwards. Okay. We tend to I not wonder, take I wonder, that step. I was trying to make sure this wasn't just inertia. You figured we were no, going no, forward. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying the, the anger that I feel about the situation is some of those moves forward anger stupid people so much that they're willing to move backwards because to them, they've bad. been losing, right, while America was moving forward. They're tired of losing. They still lose. You just leveraged the land your fucking grandfather farmed and your father farmed and you get to farm. You just leveraged all that. You just fucked that. The, you, do you think that if the, 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 the Kodaxis pipeline goes through and all this fucking Native American land gets poisoned and all the water gets poisoned, do you not know how water works? You know? Yeah, they're, they're raising a fucking stink right now trying to defend the fucking water rights. But that's the water table. This is the water flow somewhere. They're the ones speaking up for their water and your water, dumbasses. You know? Oh, but that's just Native American water. (laughs) The Constitution isn't the Constitution for just black people. It's your Constitution, too. And as soon as someone decides that the Constitution doesn't matter for blacks and it doesn't matter for women, it doesn't matter for gays and it doesn't matter for short people, at some point, it's not going to matter. It don't matter for poor people, right? At some, pe- at some point, you, who doesn't give a fuck if people's constitutional rights get violated, you're going to find yourself with your constitutional rights being violated. And you won't make enough money. But the Second Amendment says I can have a gun. You can't have a gun. Because I can fend off government insurrection. Sure, and there won't be any. Well, the insurrection's from you. But you can have a gun. You can prep your gun in case the government comes to try to take your guns. The government's never coming to take your guns. What you can't do, what you can't do is make an argument that everyone should have one because people have the right to not. 
people most certainly have the right to know if you're some kind of crazy nut fucking job who's about to go because you've been ranting about it on Facebook for a month, going to a school and shoot up a bunch of kids. We have the right to then say, let's regulate the shit where you don't get your guns anymore. We take your guns. You don't get to keep a gun just so that you can go into a fucking pizza place full of kids looking for Hillary Clinton and her pedophile ring that don't exist. But how can you prove it didn't? That's the, that's that's post factual shit. I, that's in the that argument. Case, that's I don't have argument. to prove that it didn't. If you believe, uh, if you're on you factual believe, bullshit, you're on the no, factual bullshit. This is different. If if you believe that it's your job to go to the pizza place with your AR-15, somewhere along the way you have said some things. We should have acted and taken your fucking gun away. Now, I ain't talking about factual, post factual here. Oh. To own a gun is not, it is, it is a, yes, you have the right to bear arms, Second Amendment, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you have the right to bear arms. However, because you have the right to bear arms, you have to also be a responsible fucking citizen. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you should. You should. You should. But you don't. You should. Right. Because I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say fuck you if you're an unstable whack job. The same way I'm going to take your driver's license away if you're an old-ass motherfucker who can't see, but, who wants to drive through a shopping mall in your SUV, taking your driver's license but away. But as a Supreme Court justice said, just because a man beats his wife, he should be able to have a gun. A domestic abuse, someone who's accused of domestic abuse, should, be have, should have a gun just fine. I'm fine saying that Supreme Court justice is wrong. But it's the law. Uh-uh. The law also evolves. You hope. No, it does. In the United States of America, the law has always evolved. That's what makes the law in America so fucking great. The law is not a bunch of decrees handed down that were like handed down in like 1776 and the law has always been the law. You are not three-fifths of a human being, no matter who tells you you are. That was once the law. I once upon a time couldn't have gotten married to my wife because of the law. That ain't the law anymore. Right? The law changes. The law grows. The law is a living, breathing thing in this country. The Constitution is a living, breathing fucking thing. Right? That's what you fight about. Yeah. But laws can be amended. Yep. Laws can be made. Laws can be revoked. Yep. Abolition, all the good. We've done it. Yep. But what happens when the essential shit gets removed? Well, to remove the essential shit is really, really, really difficult. The essential, they, you just don't because you can't get people to agree enough on anything fucked up enough to remove the essential shit. Like let's say a constitutional amendment. To repeal a constitutional amendment ain't some shit you just walk into the office and do. No, not at all, not at all. That's but it. the same group that you said, we're going to, we're going to repeal Roe versus Wade. We're gonna make a constitutional amendment. They won't, they can't. That's the part that's hard. Repealing a constitution, you can, even to make a new constitutional amendment it's a lot of shit. is not easy. Yes. Repealing one that's already on the books, the reason it hasn't happened in all this time. The reason, it hasn't happened. Touch. Okay, it hasn't happened under actual Republican uh, uh, presidents with Republican Congresses and actual desires to do so by dumb people in the South. A lot of that shit is because of stupid people in the South that where the states don't actually have power, you're just trying to appease them in the media, right? The, the, the southern uh, states of the United States want to control a lot of shit that happens in the north part of the United States, right? But they want to and can never get that shit done. 
And the North ain't really giving too much of a fuck. We just don't want you shooting children. We don't care if you hunt. But you shoot children in the North. Who shoots children in the North? Sandy Hook. Ohio. People get shot up North. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't happen in the North. People in the North don't want it to happen. Right? Sandy Hook wouldn't have happened if someone had been able to say to Sandy Hook shooter, you've got a little bit of history of something, something. Not so much for you. A background check ain't fucking hard. And why is that? We background check you for all kinds of other shit. NRA doesn't work. Fuck that. Okay, they don't want it. They wanted all kinds of shit when brothers had guns. When brothers wanted it, which is why I say right. we should all be applying for Floyd cards. We should be going to gun ranges and practicing. Just because it's actually kind of fun to do. Once you fire off a couple rounds, yeah, dude, when the heart gets to pumping and shit, you know, when you when you roll that target back towards you, like, you got all X-Files, you're all fox molded down there and shit. When, when, when you're doing that down there at the gun range, woo, big dick Dave, you feel great. It's awesome. It feels fantastic. Everybody ought to go do it. Every woman, every gay dude, every gay chick, like anybody of age, every brother, you're going to have to do that shit in the suburbs because there just ain't too many gunshots. You can't have no gunshots in the city of Chicago, I think. Right. So you're going to have to hit your Melrose Park, your Elmwood Park, your Norridges. Get on out there. You should carpool. Now, here's the way it works, America. If you want to go to the gun range and shoot guns, you need somebody who has a FOID card, a firearm owner ID card with you, right? So everybody with a FOID card can take somebody without a FOID card. Right? You can apply for a Ford card when you're at the gun shop. It's like 10, 15 bucks or whatever. Right? And then you like, you know, can they'll send it to you and then they'll take your picture, they'll take your money, and they'll do a background check on you and they send you your Ford card in the mail. And then when you want to go back to the gun shop, you can go there and rent guns and bullets to go shoot. And then go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. Okay. I got you. you don't even have to light guns. You just got to find, like, if you, let's say you're a lady with, like, small hands and shit. Like, I mean, I got medium-sized hands with long fingers. And, I, you know, I'm shooting a nine or whatever, you know, and I'm like, shit, yeah, man. This, I'm like, fucking James, motherfucker, I'm, I'm, I'm out here, right? I'm doing a secret agent fucking thing. I'm like a fed with a nine in my hand, right? Oh, no, the nine's kind of a big gun for me, it turns out. I'm a wall the PPK kind of dude, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that, I'm a James Bond gun dude. Because that shit fit right about right. Like, man, recoil was minimal. Oh, it felt so good. <laughs> do that shit, right? Do it. The reason you don't do it now is because you perceive it as a thing that it just ain't really for you. Lots of things ain't for you until you get out there and do it. And I really believe that it should be for you because someone doesn't want it to be for you, right? Only because I mean, someone like, doesn't want it to be it's, it's like mom. It's like, don't do that thing. Guess what, mom? I'm going to do that thing. I'm going to do that thing. A whole lot of you guys out there, a whole lot of you guys out there, your moms didn't want you doing the butt sex, Right? And then you went out there and you was doing the butt sex and you kind of like it and it's your thing now. And now your mom can't stop you from doing the butt sex, right? Because you're a grown-ass man. You get to do the butt sex. So, or woman. Or woman. Uh, well, I'm just saying. Okay. Right. But, like, the point here is, as you discovered in your life the butt sex really was for you, your mom was wrong. Right? Okay. Your mom was wrong. Get it in. You're getting it in, Right. Right. And every so often, we got these two holidays a year where you get to go back and look at mom and be like, mom, you're still wrong. I'm getting it in. This has been episode 16. <laughs> what? You come to me for the realness, ninja. You come to me for the realness.
There's a lot of cats that could be sitting across my man Troy Hunter right now, and they ain't sitting here because he needs me. Oh, God. This has been episode 16. I've been Troy Hunter. That's Terry Gann. God bless it. <laughs> what? That's how you sent 2016 out. Because 2016 was all about some butt sex all fucking year. But if, you, but if they like the butt sex. That's different. It, I mean, like, yeah, it was Sway kind of. I'm Troy Hunter, that tall black guy. Doc Midnight. <laughs> Alright, we're done now. From Third Coast Comics at 6443 North Sheridan Road, Chicago, Illinois, 60626. Well, I'll let y'all 2017. Showing the hell will. Stay up, peeps. <laughs>